It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. The sports analyst that covers it all brings it all every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Sometimes they go into overtime. You don't want to miss these two former college football athletes, the Who Dat and Niner Gang, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Bang Bang Niner Gang. It's Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, and we read it right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It is Wednesday, 7 p.m., so that means you are tuned in to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a good one dialed up for you this Thanksgiving Day Eve. Um, I hope you guys are tuned in. I, I know that you know, some of you are probably hopefully traveling and say, listen, i got to listen to Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott. Um, so hopefully that, that's taking place, at least listening to the replay uh, for sure. Nonetheless, uh, we'd like to bring up, uh, we got a plethora uh, on the board for you. We're going to talk the NFL. Uh, we're going to talk our, uh, you know, new, uh, kind of a new segment. I kind of stole it from from a good buddy of mine, but uh, it's called, you know, most most imp- um, impressive wins, most disappointing loss. Uh, I'm going to recap, uh, you know, week week 11. Going to uh, preview week uh, week 12 uh, for sure. Eagles Chiefs was a very entertaining game. Came down to the wire as we expected it to. I'm uh, going to talk about my 49ers uh, for sure. They they uh, get a second win uh, versus the Bucks. I want to talk about that Brown Steelers game. Steelers ultimately fired their head coach. I mean, excuse me. I apologize, uh, Mike Tomlin, their offensive coordinator, uh, Canada. There. I want to talk about Josh Dobbs. Uh, also want to talk some Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is on pace to come back to practice uh, in two weeks. Uh, Got to talk about that, and if that's a smart one, want to know if that's a smart move uh, for, for him to do that with Aaron Rodgers. want to talk about the Cowboys there. The Cowboys play tomorrow. Um, they have the Commanders. I, you know, I don't think that's going to be a cakewalk for the uh, the Cowboys, even though they've been playing some really good uh, football. I know the Commanders, you know, got blown out by the uh, – about the Giants uh, last weekend, but we definitely want to talk about that. Um, want to talk about uh, tomorrow's games again? You got the Lions, and you got the Packers and Lions. You got the Commanders, and uh, and you got the Cowboys, and of course you got my Forty Niners uh, going into uh, Seattle um, for the uh, for tomorrow night's game. There, also want to talk some uh, you know Jets Giant. I mean Jets uh, Dolphins. Uh, we got to talk East Scott Saints. Waiting for East Scott to come on here, ladies and gentlemen. So that's why I'm monologuing a little bit here. So uh, just waiting for him to come on. Um, we're going to dive into some college football as well. We definitely want to talk about uh, Ohio State versus uh, uh, Michigan. Big game of the week. It's rivalry weekend, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to talk Ohio State uh, versus Michigan. We'll talk Florida State, Florida, if we get that chance. We'll give our top four uh, teams uh, as well. Also, um, if we have time for this, I want to talk Angel Reese. Angel Reese, Angel Reese, wherefore art thou, Angel, Angel Reese? i got to talk about that. Tom Brady coming out and saying that the league right now, is there's a lot of mediocrity there since he's left. <laughs> the GOAT is talking junk already. So with that being said, let's bring in Mr. E. Scott. Mr. E. Scott is uh, here. Of course, we have his entertainment segment at the end of it, uh, at the end of the show. So with that being said, uh, E. Scott, how are you doing this evening, my brother? 
First the fat boys break up. Now every day I wake up, somebody got a problem with E. What up, Kwa? <laughs> All is well, man. All is well. Appreciate you, Jordan. I know you're. I, I know you were in the Louisiana area. Is that is that correct? You're. Yes, sir. All right, I'm all right, the, goodbye. I'm going to buy you, Jordan. We bought it. You heard me? All right. <laughs> <laughs> my man, my man. All right, man. So, well, uh, yeah, I was just, just letting the ladies and gentlemen know that, you know, if they're listening and hopefully you know, they're they're traveling to their uh, place of destination this week and they're listening to us live, if not, catch us on the replay. But for sure. Yeah. Um, Before we get well, started, sure. about real quick, real, real quick, shout out to everybody, you know, over this Thanksgiving holiday, man. I want to wish all our listeners, yeah. we're grateful for you. We appreciate you. Hey, man, shout out to Thanksgiving from um, – on myself, E. Scott, and K. Walk for the uh, K. Swalk and E. Walk Sports on K. Walk with um, E. Scott. Man, appreciate y'all. Yeah, for sure. Yes, to echo on that. Yeah, definitely to appreciate y'all for sure, man. I mean, this thing is is getting bigger and bigger. Like I mentioned last week. Um, and yeah, I gotta start doing that, man. I gotta start letting you do that, man. I, I always ended and I I let you chime in, man. I know <laughs> I apologize for that, man. So yeah. No, no, we uh, all good. Yeah, All ladies right. and gentlemen, too, we, we got a new sponsor for the Ewok and um for the Case K Walk and East Side Entertainment segment. But we'll we'll bring that to you a little later. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed, for sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, let's jump into it, E and and I wanna uh, get your you know, um I said this to you, uh the, the most impressive win in the NFL and, and the most uh, disappointing loss. I kind of stole this from our good buddy, Jason Collins. You know, he presents that Tuesday night. I wanted to implement this kind of in our in our segment, I mean, in our show. Sure. So I apologize for copywriting here, if you will. Uh, I mean, uh, copyright infringements here, ladies and gentlemen. But, E, your, your most impressive win uh, this past weekend, if you got a chance uh, to, to do that, um, I know you were traveling a little bit, man, so – um, but nonetheless, what say you about uh, your, your most impressive win in this in week eleven? <clears throat> uh, most impressive win. I'm gonna go with your San Francisco Forty Niners. I mean, yeah, I expected them to win, but after you know a three game losing streak, I um, they came back with a vengeance. You got Trent Williams, who I think Trent Williams ruled with physical, athletic, along with fear because we were just scared of him, <laughs> and along with the return of um, Debo Samuels, your team went from, you know, a three-game losing streak to looking like they're back at the top of the NFC. So that's what I'm going to go with my most impressive win. Yeah, man, I, I can't argue with that. I, I didn't put them there because I don't want to sound like a homer too much, ladies and gentlemen. I love this. I can talk about my 49ers for the whole two hours, but, you know, I won't, you know, I'll digress. I won't bore you guys with that. But um, I'm going to go a slightly different uh, way here, E. I'm going to go with the uh, the Browns over the Steelers. And the reason why I picked this game is because they had that young rookie, Dorian Thomas uh, Thompson-Robinson, Who's you know filling in for the uh, for the injured uh, Deshaun Watson who's out for the season and he's also taking over for <clears throat> P.J. Walker and P.J. and uh, Dorian ladies and gentlemen if you don't know he's a fifth round pick out of UCLA he's a rookie uh, keep that in mind so he's a rookie and he went into a game a divisional rivalry um, if you will with the Steelers I know there are some issues there you know with the Steelers we'll definitely dive into the issues there with with the Steelers. But I still thought they had a chance, you know, to win that game, meaning the Steelers. But and I, I did pick the Browns because I, I trust the Browns defense, and I thought that the Dorian Thompson Robinson would 
not lose the game. And any time that you have a great defense like the Browns do, um, I think you just ask your quarterback, your starting quarterback, your backup quarterback, or any quarterback that's considered to be a a game manager, that's what you expect them to do, manage the game. Listen, we're not asking you to win the game. We're just asking you, excuse me, not to lose the game. And that's exactly what he did. He did not lose that game, and that defense carried them. And so I was very impressed with, I guess, more so during the, the quarterback play than I than I was with the uh, the Browns overall. I expected that type of game, a low-scoring game, you know, with, with the you know, especially with that Browns defense. In my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, it's the best defense in uh, in the NFL. In my opinion, boring none, man. And you guys, including my San Francisco 49ers, uh, it's the best defense out there. I think they're from top to bottom the best. Uh, for sure. All right, E, um, let's go to the other side of it. Let's go to the flip point of this, and this is the most disappointing loss of uh, Week 11. What say you? Then I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. Not so much because they lost the football game. I mean, I get that. But the most disappointing loss is they lost Joe Burrow for the season with a wrist uh-huh. injury. Because we've said many times on this show, a team is as good as their quarterback or their yeah. defense. Well, first of all, Cincinnati doesn't have an outstanding defense. They don't. They're just, you know, like middle of the road. But they do have an outstanding quarterback in Joe Cool from, um, you know, the LSU Tigers. But losing him that game and also losing him for the season, I'm going to go with that being the most disappointing loss of the week. Okay, good stuff there. Um, you know, I I went with the Monday night game. I, I went with the uh, the Chiefs losing to the Eagles, and I, you know, I didn't. I, I picked the Eagles. This is crazy. I picked the Eagles to win the game, ladies and gentlemen. But I still feel like the the Chiefs had the opportunity to win that game. The reason why I said this is the, my most disappointing loss is the way that the Chiefs lost the game, and that's. Drop pass after drop pass after drop pass after drop pass after drop pass. That's five drop passes, ladies and gentlemen, I just said, because that's how many drop passes they had in that game. And one crucial with uh, with uh, Gatling there at the end where he had where he was open, Mahomes put it right on the money, and he just dropped the ball. He just Well, he didn't catch it. My opinion is you, you can't drop something that you didn't have. He just didn't catch it. And then I thought that would be the, the game changer there. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, they had five drop passes in that game. They lead the league in drop passes with 26 drop passes in the league. That can't happen. And that's the difference, and I think that's the reason why that the, the, the Chiefs are right now, in my opinion, they're me- not mediocre. They're, 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 they can be had. They can be had because you can't trust their receivers to catch the, the big catch. Even Travis Kelsey had a, a drop on Monday night. So that's why I went with the, this is the disappointing loss because if they held on to those five passes, it would have been a different outcome for sure. And when you only give up 21 points to the Philadelphia Eagles, you should be able to win that game. Any game in the league, any any team in the league, it should be 21. Our good buddy, Special K, always says, First to twenty one, right? So first to twenty one. Yeah. That's what it that's that's what it was. So the first to twenty one you know, you know, wins the game and in twenty one, if you if the Chiefs went into that game and said, Listen and then everyone told him, Listen, Eagles are only gonna score twenty one points in this game everyone would have signed up and put in uh I don't know how much money or whatever they you know, whatever they did, whatever they do, 
They signed up for that and said, okay, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. If the Eagles are only going to score 21 points, there's no way we're going to lose this game. But it happens. It, it happens. But you got to catch the ball. It's part of the game, ladies and gentlemen. It's part of the game. All right, good stuff no, there, the, E. The, Go ahead, buddy. The one reason, real quick, the reason I didn't pick that game, because, you know, you and I both are conspiracy theorists. The, it looks like the Chiefs were point shaving because the ball that Marquez Scanlon dropped, wasn't just a regular drop where good defense was played on him. Patrick yeah. Holmes could have been right there and handed him the ball, <laughs> and, and and it couldn't have been a more perfect pass, and he dropped it. I mean, I know it's the speed of the game. I know it's hard to do what they do. I'm not minimizing that. But right. I got to call shenanigans on that pass that Mark Scanlon dropped because you, you can't drop that pass as a professional. You just cannot do it. Nah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the thing hit him in his hands. Well, I don't think it hit him in his hands. I think it hit him in his forearm, his elbow. I don't know if he saw the ball. E. I just don't know what it was. It just seemed like he just never tracked that ball uh, the right way, especially it was coming down to him. And you just, you just, like you said, you just can't play. You can't hand that ball off to him even any better than than that. And it's got to be frustrating for Mahomes. I didn't hear any of the. Uh, of the, the post-game interviews or things like that, that nature. I'm pretty sure Mahomes said the right things, uh, you know, after that game. He probably blamed himself, probably put it on himself, or I don't know, you know, he, he he's a professional, so he, he probably did that, you know, and the receivers were just uh, upset with themselves, and, and, and um and uh, Kelsey, he dropped a ball, a big time ball too. So in a game like that, every drop pass is going to be crucial in that game. It's going to be magnified. It's going to be scrutinized. Whatever you say. But e, I have to go. You know, just stay on this particular game. What does it say about the Eagles? Because in my opinion, it looks like every single week the Eagles look like looks like they're going to lose the game, or looks like you know, okay, all right, this is the weakness of the Eagles. You know, if you do this to them, you can beat them. If you do that to them, you can beat them. It's always something different every single week with them, but it always turns out to be the Eagles ultimately winning that game, winning the game. What say you about this, E? Are they just a complete team and they just have one, when, you know, one one unit always picking up the other? Or is this, are they lucky or are they, are they, good? Are they really good, E? What say you? I got to say, right now, the Eagles are the best team in football. I mean, if you look from top to bottom, you got three phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams. Yeah. They, they, they are great on, on all three of those. And it just looks like, I mean, because they're not out here just dominating teams and winning blowout games by, you know, 20, 30 points, but they mm-hmm. are doing the little things, the, the nitty to the gritty, and they're That's getting right. games won with, you know, what they need to do. And right now, I mean, I guess I mean I like San Francisco. I like your offense. I like the things you're doing. But yeah. you did lose three straight. The yeah. Eagles are not about yeah. that losing three straight life. It just looks like every single week they're going to get done what they need to get done. And winning against Kansas City in a Super Bowl rematch that was very, very impressive to me. And I think right now they are the best team in football. Yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, as much as it pains me to say it, you're absolutely right there, man. I mean, because not only did they did not lose three in a row, they haven't lost two games all season. Forget three in a row, you know what I mean? So, yeah, and, and, and to go into your last point there is they went on the road 
and they beat Kansas City. You know, they came back from, you know, you know that Super Bowl loss, which a lot of people thought they should have won with that holding call. But, you know, that's, you know, that's another story for another day, another topic for another day, or an argument for another day, depending on who you talk to. But, um, yeah, I agree. They just find a way to win the game. And, and, and they have – this is their gauntlet, if you will, of their schedule. They have, uh, they, they have the Chiefs. They survived that. They had the bill. They have the bills. Excuse me. On Sunday, so we're going to see how you know how they respond to that. And if, and if you look at the you know the way that things have shaped out, the way that the Eagles have played this year, and the way that the Bills have played this season, you you got to ultimately just go with the Eagles because of the fact that the matter is that um, that you just don't know what team you're going to get with the Bills. You just don't know what they who they are. I don't even think they know who they are. Josh Allen has come out and said he's back. He says I'm back like he's Michael Jordan coming back from, you know, you know his retirement in baseball. He says I'm back. That's his words, ladies and gentlemen, not mine. Look it up. Um so I don't know what that means. I swear for the rest of the season, but he's confident he's confident in his ability and he's confident in the, the Bills ability. So, um uh, and you can't spell ability without bills. You can't spell bills without, you know, the B-I-L, you know what I mean? So a little, little, little yeah, joke my, right there. My, my thing, my thing about, about Josh Allen being back, Drake said, I'm not going to apply that we're back or nothing, because that means that we're I mean, back, no, from, back something. from something. Exactly. What is Josh <laughs> Allen back from? I, right? I, I mean, I, I'm going to need some clarity here. If you back, what are you back from? I mean, so Josh Allen will show you flash of the brilliance. Then he'll show you flash of recklessness. So I mean, I guess he back from the recklessness because I don't think recklessness. That's not something you just you know. If you go to bed with a cold, you are gonna wake up with a cold. You're not you're not just gonna sleep it off. And when you wake up in the morning, the cold is gone. So yeah, I don't know what Josh Allen is back from. Yeah, exactly. I, I think he's – I don't know. He, uh, he didn't clarify as far as what he's back from, but that's a great point there. You know, what are you back from? But nonetheless, we're going to see the Eagles, you know, up against the Bills uh, this week. You got the 49ers. They got the 49ers the following week. Now, E, I don't know how much you're going to take out of this, but 49ers play tomorrow night. They play the Seahawks in in, in, in Seattle. Um, you know, that's a, rival, a divisional rivalry game. Obviously, they're going to be focusing more on that game than, 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 than the uh, Eagles game. But since I'm not playing, um, you know, for the 49ers, but I'm going to look past them, and I'm going to talk about the Eagles game and the gauntlet. Do you see first, do you see them getting past uh, the Bills, meaning with a win? Once they get past the Bills, do you see them getting past the Bills with a win or with a, the with a loss? <clears throat> ah, that's rough. Yeah. Because you got to figure they've only lost one game. Yeah. And statistics tell me you're going to lose another. Now, will it be for the Bills? Where's the game? Is it in? Is it in Foxborough? I mean, sorry. The game, is it no. Arthur Park or is it in Philly? No, it's in Philly. You know, the the Eagles always find a way to 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 play in Philly. I don't know how that is, but they they do. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with Philly in this one. I, I I don't think quite. I don't think Buffalo is gonna be able to get it done. But um, I mean, I don't think this defines their season. Okay. Okay, I I have to agree with you there. I really do have to agree with you there. We're not. We're, we'll touch a little bit more on that. But I'm just gonna just go to the Eagles next game. The reason why I'm asking this question because they have the they have the 49ers the following week, also in Philly. 
49ers have to come, have to travel, um, you know, have to travel to the East Coast, of course. It is a Sunday a Sunday night game. Uh, so with that being said, e, now just keep in mind, the 49ers will have 10 days to prepare for the Philadelphia Eagles because they play tomorrow night and then they don't play to the following Sunday, whereas the Eagles will play, you know, Sunday and then obviously have a normal rest off. Is there any type of advantage there, E? I just, you know, what say you? Do you see, you know what, Let, let's hold off on that. Let's hold off on that. I'm, I'm jumping the gun because we're going to, we can, we got to talk about that next week. So, uh, I, you know, let me retract that, Lisa. I'm not going to ask that question to E just, just yet. I'm going to pull that one back. But let's go to um, the next game. I mean, next, next game. Let's go to the Browns-Steelers game, E. I know I touched on that. But give me your thoughts on the Browns-Steelers game. Uh, you know, what do you took out of that game? And also, after that game, the uh, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, they let go of their offensive coordinator, um, uh, Canada, uh, who's been with that team for, for quite some time. But uh, Mike Tomlin said it's, it's time. We need points. It's about results. This is a business of winning and a business. You, in order to do that, you have to put up points. We haven't put enough points. So he let go um, uh, Canada. What say you about that? Now, you know how good buddy Schiff is a big-time Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Indeed. And Indeed. Schiff has been telling me all, all the time, Biggie, we need to get rid of Canada. We need to get rid of Canada. And so mm-hmm. they finally did. Now, you know my theory, whenever a head coach fires a coordinator on a losing streak, that's his way of preserving his job, you know, for a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, for sure. For I don't sure. think Tomlin is on the hot seat, no. but I do think it might be heating up. But my thing is, Kenny Pickett is not the answer. If you can replace Kenny Pickett with not even a great quarterback, just a quarterback that's better than Kenny Pickett, I think that turns the Steelers season around. So getting rid of Canada, I do think that's a move in the right direction. Yeah, and great point there, E. And I want to ask you real quick before I get into my thoughts about Canada, which I, I think it was long overdue. Does my is Mike Thomas uh, Thomas uh, see getting hot, getting warm? Um, because he's had what sixteen, fifteen, sixteen straight uh, seasons without a uh, a uh, a losing season. You know, the worst they've been has been eight and eight before the obviously before the seventeen game season was uh, was implemented. And right now, you know, they're they're sitting at you know they're sitting at what six and four, so they're 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 still above five hundred. And they have a good chance of winning. Oh, I won't say a good chance. They, they're in, mathematically they have a chance. Let's put it this way. <laughs> put it that way of winning the division and making a playoff game, uh, playoff, uh, the playoffs as well. Is his seat warm in, or does, do you think he was under pressure by management? And listen, you got to let this guy go because it seems to me he was he was loyal to Canada. Because a lot of these Steelers fans and a lot of people are saying this is long overdue. But do you think his seat? Is is kind of cooled off after he let go let go of Canada. What, what say you about that? I think here's the phone call he got. Bye. Hey, this is my Tomlin. Hey, it's you or Canada. You make the decision. <laughs> <laughs> and within five minutes of that phone call, Canada was fired. <laughs> now that doesn't excuse Mike Tomlin, but it yeah. does buy him some time. I, I do think because Mike Tomlin is a loyal guy, you know, uh-huh. um, he took the same oath that I took. Remember, Captain, I'm trying to incorporate it. So okay. I know that he's a loyal guy, but at some point, 
you know, loyalty be there. We can still be friends, but yeah. I got to let you go. So I think he got a call, you know, like I said, and they said, hey, is you a candidate? And they let Canada go. So his seat wasn't hot. It was like lukewarm. I okay. think it remains warm, but this did help him out a little if they could turn it around. But, again, his problem is Kenny Pickett. Yeah. And, you know, he's not the GM, so he didn't draft Kenny Pickett. So he had that card in his pocket. When they called back, be like, hey, man, look, I ain't the one that drafted him. I'm going to quote Bill Parcells. If you want me to cook the food, I need to be involved in buying buy the groceries. You would out here bought me a, 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 a roast beef and told me to make it taste like Let <laughs> Nick not. I'm not let a beer Nick worker. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I mean, be great point there. E. And when you when you look at it and you, and you and you say to yourself, I know it, it it's hindsight, we get that. But maybe I I want to transition a little bit here. E. And but let me do this. Let me grab a let me grab our let's grab our first break. When we come back, I want to stay a little bit on the Steelers, and I want to transition to Joshua Dobbs as well. We got our good buddy Jason Collins holding as well, so we're going to bring him in after the break, ladies and gentlemen, because I want to ask, are they kicking themselves in the butt, uh, you know, for letting Josh, I mean, uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs go for sure. So we'll we'll dive into that for sure, plus so much more, ladies and gentlemen. Again, it's Sports Talk with K-Walk. E. Scott, never had it so good sports radio. Hey guys, this is Jaquan J. Kelly, a.k.a. Jamel Reef, master killer of Wu-Tang and American Saga on Hulu. You're listening to Sports Talk with K. Walker and E. Scott. They're taking a quick break, and they'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Your skin isn't just skin. It's a beautiful reflection of every single thing you've been through in life. Which is why Dove Body Wash removes your skin's ceramides and strengthens it against dryness. For instantly softer, smoother skin, you can lovingly embrace. Renew the love for your skin with Dove Body Wash. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. 
renovation of kitchens and bathrooms, installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. And we are back. And again, it is Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us, uh, we were recapping uh, week uh, 11 uh, of the NFL, um, kind of previewing a little bit of week 12. We were talking to the Eagles, Chiefs, uh, 49ers a little bit there. And we were, uh, before, right before the break, we were talking about the Browns-Steelers game and the Steelers firing. Uh, their offensive coordinator, uh, Canada. And the next guy I want to talk about here he, uh, is uh, Josh Dobbs. And, um, and, and I want to tra- – it's kind of a transition, uh, if you will, because Joshua Dobbs did have uh, – you know, was a um, – was uh, with the uh, with the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They actually drafted him, um, and then you know he went to, on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Had another uh, another stint uh, with the um, uh, with the Steelers, with the Browns, the Lions, Titans, Browns again, Cardinals, and now the Vikings. Man, this uh, this a plethora of teams here, man. And I want to ask you, E, and uh, we have our good buddy Jason Collins on here. I'm gonna bring him in in, in a second. Is um. Give me your thoughts on, on on this e as far as um is are is there um kind of a regret for letting this guy go i i, I you know i want to get your thoughts and opinions because i'm looking at his resume here e i don't know if they do or if they don't but what say you about josh Dobbs? it seems like that every situation that he was in he was behind a guy that they thought was going to be the future. Like, for example, yeah. when he was in Cleveland, he was behind a little nasty boy. And, they, yeah. you know, he's the he's the future over uh-huh. there. You know, I'll feel stuff aside. Then they sent him to Arizona. He's the future behind Kyler Murray. And yeah. if and if he's, if Kyler Murray is not the future, if Arizona doesn't move on, they look to draft a quarterback like a Caleb Williams. They didn't want to just hand the rings over to Joshua Dobbs. And you bring him into Minnesota, he's sitting behind Kirk Cousins, who mm-hmm. is the immediate future, not the long-term future. So they figured they can bring Dobbs in, you know, at that point. Yeah. So any team that has let him go, I don't so much think it's a regret. It's just that they knew he was good and he's a yeah. valuable asset that they could get something for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, great stuff there for sure. I mean, I, I, I totally agree with you there, man. But they're, they're, I, mean, I don't know if they're kicking themselves in the butt right now because they are six and four with Pickett right now. They fired our Canada, so they're going to they're think they're saying he's the escape goat right now. But Jay and, and ladies and gentlemen, let's bring Jason Collins in here, ladies and gentlemen. And Jason Collins um, is a co-host of mine on Tuesday nights, and you can catch us on Sideline Speaks live on YouTube, live on Twitter, live on Facebook. Um, uh, you name it, we're there. You know, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, you can catch us live there. Um, and you can catch him, Jason Talk Sports on TikTok. Ladies and gentlemen, check that out because this is really he, – he really has some really interesting stuff. And when you hear him talk, you'll know you'll exactly what I'm saying. So with that being said, Mr. Collins, how are you doing this evening, my brother? What's going on, fellas? I'm doing good, K. What's going on, E? Hey, what up, Jay? We all good? 
All is well. All is well. I mean, Jay. Um, so, give me your thoughts and opinions on uh, on Joshua Dobbs. I know you've been holding for 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 a minute, though, and we kind of touched on him a little bit last night on our show. But for our listeners, what say you about uh, Joshua Dobbs' situation? Yeah, man. I, I I'm kind of with E on this. I'm like, I don't know if they regret it, but they might be like, man, like because if nothing else, like Joshua Dobbs is a great. Backup. Like, if you don't think he's good enough to be the guy, okay, like, maybe we can debate that. I think he's gotten better. I think he's shown a lot that maybe he could be a starter in the NFL. But if nothing else, to me, he seems like the ideal backup, right? He's super smart. He's going to be a great locker room guy, could help out in the quarterback room. Like, so I just don't know why teams have been so quick to let this guy go because if nothing else, he seems like the perfect backup to have on your roster. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and the situation that Pittsburgh is in right now, like wouldn't it be nice to be able to just sure. trot Dobbs out there for a week or two and just see if he can provide some kind of spark. So regrets kind of a strong word, but man, yeah. they're probably like, man, it, it wouldn't be bad if he was in our locker room for sure. Yeah, and, and you, when you look at his his resume, Jay, and and I mean, I know some of the teams that I mentioned, you know, the, the Lions, he was, you know, on their, you know, maybe off season or practice squad, or what he had another second uh, stint he had with Cleveland, he was kind of in the same situation, but he ultimately, you know, got on board with Arizona, then traded and uh, traded to Minnesota. I don't know if we can. Will can you see him, or will he? be a future starting quarterback. And first, let's start with the Minnesota Vikings. Do you see him possibly being a starter there, knowing that Kirk Cousins is, you know, coming off, he's going to be coming back from an, uh, an Achilles injury. But on the same, at the same token, he, um, Kirk Cousins is not on, he's not going to be in, on contract because that was his last year of his contract. And we know that he is the king of the franchise tag. Two questions here, E. Do uh, do the uh, Vikings franchise tag him, or do they go with Dobbs as their future quarterback? What say you? I I think right now because they shopped Kirk Cousins around before mm-hmm. the the injury. I think they were looking to move on from Kirk Cousins, so I think they're in a position where. I'm not 100% sure Dobbs is their future, but I do think they want to move on from Kirk Cousins. So I do think going into training camp, Dobbs is the incumbent starter, only because, you know, hey, Kirk has had a great career at the bank, you know, with mm-hmm. the franchise tag. <laughs> Ain't sure. nobody mad at him. So, yeah, I think they're going to move on from Kirk Cousins. Okay. So does that put Dobbs in the driver's seat right now or the leading candidate to be their starter? Uh, next year, right. next season. Right now, I would say yes. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Uh, Jay, what say you, brother? Yeah, I agree, man. I feel like he's shown enough to at least be afforded the opportunity. Like, if you want to have somebody else bring somebody else in and call it like a quarterback competition, okay. But I think Dobbs has to be the leader in the clubhouse going into next year, especially like if he continues to play well throughout the rest of this season. I think that yeah. could really put a stamp on it for Dobbs. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I think that if he if he can get these guys in the in the playoffs and and even you know, even if they don't win a if they win win that first round game, that divisional game or that wild card game I should say, and they just have a, a decent showing 
I, I think that he he be, he'll be the front runner because one, you know, he'll he'll be from he'll once for for once he'll get a he'll be familiar with the playbook, he'll be familiar with the receivers, and he'll be familiar where how the you know where the uh, home locker room is um, as well, and, and when they're going to Minnesota, so I, I think you 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 give him that um, that opportunity there, man, and I think you you know you missed out on the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes for some, or maybe you didn't uh, because Kirk Cousins went down that injury, but Kirk Cousins is going to be in someone's um, in someone's camp next uh, season uh, for sure, and um, the right team will bring him in. I, I don't know what that team is right now. We'll revisit that, you know, down the road um, and see, you know, what the best fit would be for Kirk Cousins if it's not in Minnesota. All right, let's stay on the quarterback talk here, E., and I want to talk about another guy who went down with the same injury, kind of in the same boat. They're up there in age. He's not as he's not as young as Kirk Cousins, but you know where I'm going with this. And that's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has went down with that same Achilles type injury um, in third, what fourth, uh, third play, fourth play of the uh, of the season. And now we're in week 12, and he's talking about in two weeks, you know, starting to practice and wants to make a comeback. Uh, e, what say you? Is it smart for him to do it? Should he do it? Um, well, you know, you know, what what say you about the situation with Aaron Rodgers? And, and another another question is, how is he doing it so quickly? How is he coming back from such a devastating injury for any athlete? Uh, for sure. Well, what say you about this? So I'm gonna defer to Doctor T. Because we've had Dr. T on to talk about this, Mm -hmm. someone who with a little more medical expertise than the two of us. Dr. T said, yes, it is possible for him to come back, but what version of him are we going to get when he comes back? I mean, because Dr. T said, hey, this guy has access to way more advanced medicine than you and I would have. Our HMO, PTO, whatever you got at your job, (laughs) ain't going to pay for the type of treatment that he's getting. But Dr. T also said, at 39 years old, medicine be damned. Science is undefeated. Mm -hmm. How good are you going to be if you come back? thing is, why would you risk it? Why not just go ahead and stay out and get ready for next season? Because if MVP Aaron Rodgers comes back, Let's just say 100% <coughs> MVP Aaron Rodgers just not going to the Super Bowl. They're going to struggle to win the division, to struggle to be a playoff team. So why mm-hmm. risk that? What are you doing this for? Why not give your body time to heal, you're 39, 40 years old, and come back next season and give it one last try. You know, make make this the last run, whatever, whatever, be it a you know, the fireway or tour or whatever it is. But I can't see a reason why you would risk your health. I mean, because, A, he white, that helps. B, mm-hmm. I'm sure he took care of his money. So that ain't the issue. Why would you even bother to come back this year? Are you trying to defy science, prove that you could, or whatever, whatever? Like I said, Dr. T said, yes, it is possible, but what level are you going to be at? So I don't see why I risk it. Yeah, e, great points there. And, and Jay, you know what? The only way that the Jets could possibly, possibly get into the uh, the playoffs if they were to win 
the AFC East, okay? And right now they're currently in 14th place in, in, the, in, the, in the playoff race. But let's forget about that. Right now they're in third place in the AFC East. They're, they're two games behind the Bills, okay, and they're three games behind the Dolphins. So with that being said, again, they have to win the East. This is mathematically, if you look at it, ladies and gentlemen, there's just no way for them. I mean, it, they could mathematically, but we know we know about, you know, if you look at the numbers and how many teams are in front of them, it's highly, highly unlikely that they'll make the playoffs unless they win the uh, division. Jay, do you see them um, being in a position to win a division and um, should Aaron Rodgers come back if they're if they're not if they're out of it if out of it not mathematically but realistically he'll be out of it. What say you about Aaron Rodgers' possible comeback? Yeah, I say no. I I, I don't see them winning the division. K Walk. They're three games yeah. out. Yeah. We're going into Week Twelve. I, exactly. It's not going to happen. It, it's just yeah. not going to happen. And Rodgers, I agree with E, like, why? Like, why would you want to risk it? Why would you want to come back? Like, even if you felt like you were healthy enough to stand out there and throw the ball around a little bit, he's not going to have any level of real mobility. And it's going to be very difficult for him to protect himself, especially behind that offensive line that couldn't protect him from day one. So (laughs) it just doesn't make sense to me why he would do that. And you know how it is, man, coming off of an injury. You start overcompensating it in other areas yeah. of your body. So now you risk hurting a knee or hurting an ankle. Like, it just doesn't seem worth it. Get yourself right and try to come back next year and see what you can do. Yeah, uh, Jay, I agree, man, wholeheartedly, man, with both of uh, everything that you guys assessed there. I just don't see the point of coming back. I know he, you know, he feels like he, he let the, the Jets down. That's just, you know, you know, that's just what it is. You know, it, it happens. And um, I think he, you know, they'll probably, they probably would be in a better situation had he been there. But I don't see him risking him doing. I, I think it's just talk. You know, maybe they think that they can make a run, but right now they don't even have their backup as their their number one guy. So right now they they just made the change to go with Tyler Boyle. So I don't I don't see him coming back. I don't see the reason why he would come back. I just think maybe it's a no no those don't do it. Even if it's a part of the rehab situation or the process, I should say. Don't do it, uh, brothers. Just, 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 just sit down and relax and, and then not relax, but just go through the normal rehab um, process and, and let it play out and get and be prepared for next season because you just ultimately you have the opportunity to set yourself back tremendously and set the Jets back, you know, even more. So I say, yeah, don't do it, uh, you know. I know you probably are practice, but I don't see the point of coming back because, like Jay mentioned, like E mentioned, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be as effective as you were before. You're 39 years old. You know, it seems like you're smart enough to to, to understand how it is. No matter, nobody knows your body better than you, but at this point, yeah, I, I don't think you're going to be able to uh, to get it done, man. I'm, I'm sorry, man. It's this is not gonna not going to work for you, in my opinion. All right. I want to stay, again, stay on the NFL talk. And I want to talk about uh, one team, E, and I want to talk about uh, Jay's uh, Dallas Cowboys, man. I want to talk about this team for, for for one particular reason, man, because they are actually playing, you know, you know, pretty good, uh, you know, football right now, E. I, I think they're riding a little bit of momentum. Even though they lost 
to the um, uh, to the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, they're they're fifth seed. Uh, right now, they have the Commanders tomorrow um, tomorrow afternoon. And e, I don't I don't know how this game is good. This to me, it feels like it could possibly be a trap game. But what say you up until this point? How are you feeling about the Cowboys um, going forward? I'm going to say the Cowboys, and I was talking about this earlier today. Cowboys mm-hmm. win the games that they should. Like, for mm-hmm. example, they, they beat up, kind of like Miami, they beat up on inferior teams. But when they play a tough team, like when they ran in that buzzsaw against San Francisco, we saw the real Cowboys. But now that you mentioned trap game, that is a real possibility. Because I was looking, well, I was talking about this earlier. The, I was saying a, a, a team is as good as their quarterback. But with the Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys, we can't necessarily say that Dak is the, even the best player on the team. Because you got, <laughs> you know, CeeDee Lamb, you mm-hmm. got um, Tyron Smith, you got um, the other offensive linemen. I, I can't, his name slips my mind at the, at the Zach point. Mark. You, Zach Mark. That, yeah, that's him. Mm-hmm. And you got Michael Parsons. So we mm-hmm. can't even say that Dak is the fourth or fifth best player on his own team. But with that being said, if Dak Prescott is your fourth or fifth best player, then you should be in for great things. But then Dak will come out here and let you down because, you know, offensively, CeeDee Lamb is fantastic. Tony Pollard is missing Zeke. I mean, I know not many Cowboy fans are going to miss that, but I've been watching them. They miss Zeke because Tony yeah. Pollard don't really warm between the tackles. Defensively, they're solid. But trap game, K-Walk, is a real possibility. Yeah, for sure. And, and Jay, I'll, I'm, I'm going to give my thoughts and things. I'm going to save you for last since this is your team. And, I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to put you into the Michael Irvin mode where, you know, you get that uh, that that motivational speech, uh, <laughs> if you will. But uh, yeah, I agree with E. I agree with E here. Um, you know, I just don't, you just don't know where you get with that. I, you know, you posed a question to me last night, Jay, on, on our show, Sideline Speaks again, live on you know 7 p.m. Tuesday night, live on YouTube and and all that good stuff. Wherever you find your podcast, Sideline Speaks. Um, but yeah, you posed a question that you know. Do you trust? Do I trust Dak to, to to get it done in a crucial situation? I've seen signs of both. I saw you know signs of both. You know, I'm going to say you know I'm going to stick with. I'm going to be consistent and say what I said last night, which was you know what the, he did against the the, uh, the the Eagles, even though they lost that game. I think that's what we're going to this the Dak Prescott we're going to see going forward. And, and and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because it's like I said last night to use the same words I use it's what have you done for me lately, and he's been performing lately. So I'm going to ride that what have you done for me lately, um, saying with with Dak Prescott. So I, I, you know, it is a trap game. I know the Commanders got killed by the uh, the Giants uh, last Sunday or this past Sunday. That might have been a trap game for the Commanders. Maybe they were looking past the Giants, you know, to get to to the Cowboys. So, um, with that being said, um, I still think it's a, a, a um, I still think it's a trap game for the Cowboys. But I think Dak will get it done in this game, and I think he'll get it done going forward. And I think the next time, I may be jumping the gun here a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. But I think the next time he meets the Eagles, maybe a different outcome. But we'll, we'll hold off on that. But Jay. 
What say you about your Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I, I, I kind of agree with you, K-Walk. I thought that Eagles game was a pivotal moment, not only for Dak, but, but for the entire Cowboys team. Even though they didn't win, I felt like there were some things that they could take away from that football game and use going forward. And I think they've done that ever since, man. I really do. Like, Dallas is playing really good football right now. I don't see tomorrow's game as a trap game, man. I, I really think with, with everybody in the country watching, the, the only game won at that time, I think Dallas is going to put on a show tomorrow. I really do, man. I think um, it's going to be an opportunity for them to, you know, in, in some kind of way serve notice to the rest of the league, like, hey, we're here. We've arrived. Uh-huh. To, to, to ease point, to ease point, like if Dak is the fourth or fifth best guy on the team, that that tells you that they got a pretty balanced roster. So I, I would look at that as a positive Uh-oh. as well. So, uh, okay, well, man, I, I feel like this is going to be a really big step for Dallas tomorrow, and that momentum is just going to continue to build. All right. I, I think, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm not going to say for sure, but I think that we got Jay on board as a Cowboy fan for long term. He's not renting. I think he's going to start buying. I think he's going to sign that mortgage, man. I think he's going to wait. I don't think he's leasing anymore, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's buying you know, the fact that he's a Cowboy fan right now, the way he said that, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Good, good stuff there. Good stuff for sure. All right, let's do this. Let's grab our, 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 our next break here. When we come back, I want to you know touch on some of the games that we talked about uh, for tomorrow. We talked about the Cowboys and Commanders. Uh, but I want to talk about the Packers, Lions, and the, and the 49ers and, and Seahawks game as well. Uh, got to talk some. Uh, got to talk the Saints. Uh, you know, and, and, the, and the Falcons. Uh, can't wait to hear E. Scott's uh, thoughts and opinions on that game. Then uh, the Bills and Eagles as well. Then I want to do a dive in. We've got to dive into some college football, some big games this week. Also, one of the top four has come out. There has been a change there, ladies and gentlemen. So, got to get these guys' thoughts and opinions on, on that for sure. All right. Uh, so, with that being said, let's take that break. It's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott. Never had it so good sports radio. Be right back. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio with Princess Cooper, Tim Moore, David the Duck Riley. Jason Collins, Shoshana Cook, Brittany Jones, Travis McGee, Eric Scott, and Kevin Walker. We make it easy to talk sports. Do you have any unwanted pests in your home or commercial building? Well, Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC can rescue you. We specialize in bed bugs, termites, rodents, and so much more. Just call Wilson Termite and Pest Control LLC at 803-764-2461 in Columbia, South Carolina and Charlotte, North Carolina metro area. We're open 8 to 5 weekdays and by appointment on Saturday. We strive to provide complete care for our customers. Visit our website at www.wilsonpestcontrolsc.com. That's Wilson Termite and Pest Control, LLC. We're your family-friendly and environment-friendly pest control company. Bad boys, bad boys, what What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? Take your football game to the next level with the National Youth Football League. 
The National Youth Football League is powered by former NFL players and great coaches across the United States. They provide student athletes with opportunities to play football year-round. Spring leagues in the greater Triangle area are now forming for ages 5 to 18. To pre-register, log on to NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. That's NationalYouthFootballLeague.com. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's Sports Talk with K Walk and E Scott right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just joining us uh, before the break, uh, we were talking Josh Dobbs, Aaron Rodgers, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Now we want to talk a little bit about the uh, Week 12. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the year where we got three games on Thursday. My favorite, my favorite time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. It's my favorite holiday. Um, you got the, you got the, the, the my favorite, uh, the three F's: family, food, and football. So, uh, with that being said, you know we talked a little bit about the, the Commanders and Cowboys, um, and uh, gave our thoughts and opinions on that. I think all of us agree that it will be the Cowboys, uh, you know, winning this game. But I want to talk about that first game, E, and I want to talk about the Packers and Lions. Um, you know, the Packers, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get with this team. It's consistent. I know the Lions have been consistent uh, for the most part. Right now they, uh, you know, they are the uh, the, the second seed uh, in in the playoff uh, picture right now uh, if, you, if you were to, if, this, if the playoffs were to start today. But this Packers team, I don't, you know, what it is because you've seen glimpses, you know, of, of, of you know, really good play from uh, Jordan Love, man. But, he just doesn't seem like he has any consistent weapons around him. Like Aaron Jones, always hurt. They're running, starting running back there. Christian Watson, the young guy out of North, North Dakota State, who I thought would be a great receiver, which I still think he is, but he falls into that category as just he can't stay healthy, he can't stay on the field. Um, so with that being said, Emil, I don't know if I deterred you one way or the other, but uh, what say you about this game? It's the 12 o'clock game, and how do you see this uh, this game playing out? Uh, do the, the Lions continue to roar, or do you see the Packers, uh, you know, cutting the cheese, if you will, and making it sticky for the uh, Lions? I, I think that the Chargers is the best team in the division, especially with Kirk Cousins going down. They could have possibly, you know, challenged them. Um, Chicago was awful. I mean, they just yeah. hadn't got it together. And Green Bay is that team. Now, you mentioned trap game earlier. Green yeah. Bay is a team that can get you into a trap game. Yeah, for sure. You can look past Green Bay, and they can sneak in there and get you. Because like you said, Jordan Love has looked much better than any of us thought that he could possibly look. 
But, you know, it is what it is. So it's Thanksgiving. As long as I've been alive, Detroit has played the Thanksgiving Day game, and they're pretty good in it. So I'm going to go with Detroit, you know, winning this game. But I'm not going to sleep on Green Bay. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that one there. But, Jay, uh, what say you about this uh, this matchup? Yeah, man, I, I'm kind of with E on this one. Um, Detroit didn't play great on Sunday, so I feel like maybe that would be a little bit of a wake-up yeah. call for them. Uh, so maybe they'll kind of get, get things a little bit more buttoned up for this game tomorrow. And, and E is right. Like, the Packers can sneak up on you if you're not careful. Yeah. But you just got to believe, like, Detroit, I think they're going to be ready to go. This is really a chance. Again, everybody in the country watching them play football, I think it's yeah. an opportunity for them to make a statement. So I, I like Detroit in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it unanimous, man. Uh, I'm going to go with the consensus here. And, you know, I just think that the Lions, I, I agree with both of you. 8-2 and two, at this point, your record tells you who you are. Even though maybe not the, the, the – well, the Packers are 4-6, and six, and I think they're warranted to be 4-6, and six, and I think they're lucky to be 4-6, and six, to be honest with you. But I think that, you know, you're starting to see some glimpses of what Jordan Love can bring to the table. But he's got to be surrounded, as I mentioned earlier, with some consistent, um, you know, players, um, you know, as far as staying on the field and being healthy. We, we saw uh, Christian Watson, and he just seems like he's like Mr. Breakable. I don't know if, if you ever saw that guy, saw that movie, uh, what was it, Breakable, where, where it was uh, Samuel L. Jackson and, and, uh, and Bruce Willis, where Bruce Willis could do yeah. it. Unbreakable, yeah. So yeah. where Bruce Willis couldn't do anything, you know, he can get into a car accident, a train wreck, and nothing will happen to him, whereas Samuel Jackson can just step off the, off the curb and break his leg or what have you. It just seems like that's what Aaron, Aaron Jones this year for the uh, Packers is, are, are like, Mr. Glass, and Christian Watson is also falling in that same category. But Jordan Love is seeming to be carrying this team and keeping them in the game for the most part. But with all that being said, it very well could be a trap game, but I think that last week may have been a trap game, you know, for the Lions, but I think they bounced back and they realized what position that they're in. They're number two, and they're one game behind being number one, to be honest with you, or number two, I mean, or two games behind. And, and you know, it, it's it's a tight race, so the Lions are, are, are confident, and Jared Goff and those guys are looking uh, pretty well. So I think the Lions get it done. I think this is going to be a, like, you know, two-score game, maybe like 10, 10 to 12 points. I think they'll win by uh, for sure. All right. Um, Jay, what say you about that? I, I know we kind of touched on it, but I don't know. Did you? I don't know if you gave your uh, your thoughts. I mean, we kind of touched on it. Is it tomorrow? You you do trust in the Cowboys to win tomorrow night, correct? That you to go there. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah, man. I, I, got the Cow, I, I got the Cowboys in a blowout, man. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. Okay, so yeah. Right. <laughs> so with that being said, and, and E, I got yours as well. So with that being said, E, let's go to the, the tomorrow night's game and a division rival between my my San Francisco 49ers traveling to Seattle. Um, right now, Geno Smith is questionable. Uh, DK Metcalf is questionable. I think DK Metcalf is, is just questionable because he has to be on that list. But uh, Geno Smith is actually – he's not sure if he's going to go because he had that elbow injury, which last game um, against the Rams where um, he had to come out of the game. He tried to come back in the game, but he wasn't able to do so. The, the uh, Seahawks ultimately losing that game. So right now in a short week, he is questionable. He's not sure if he's going to go. So with all that being said, e, how do you see this game playing out? 
Oh, I got San Francisco. Like JJ said, Dallas in a blowout. I got San Francisco in a blowout. And that's even if Seattle was 100% healthy. I would okay. still have San Francisco in a blowout because, I mean, Trent Williams and Debo Samuel, I didn't realize what a difference two players could make. Because last preach. Sunday with Trent Williams and Debo Samuel back on the field, okay, well, you are a completely different football team. Yeah. Not saying that you're terrible without them, right. but the team, that team that lost three in a row, that wasn't the team that was out there Sunday. Because, like I said, not only is Trent Williams physically opposing, people scared of this dude. I mean, like, <laughs> you're like, hey, yeah, I could have run Trent, but nah, I'm good. So, yeah, with 100% help the Seattle team, uh, I still think Texas is going to beat the brakes off of them. Okay. All right. Jay, what say you about this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with E on this one as well, K-Walk. The, the only caveat I'll say is that the Seattle is a tough place to play, yeah. you know, yeah. and that 12th man is, go, is going to get going a little bit. So maybe close early, but, but I would imagine that by the time we get around to the second half, this game is going to be decided. So, yeah, I, I like San Francisco as well. Just too many weapons, man, and and they know how to use them, you know. So yeah. it's just going to be a tough ass for Seattle. Yeah, and, and I think that, that, that three-game three losing streak, which it seems like it was just yesterday, it happened to be, what, six weeks ago, whatever the number is, um, or three weeks, four through four weeks ago. It just seems like that the 49ers are getting back to what they, you know, what they need to do, what they want to do, first and foremost. Be healthy, you know. That's it. And even though they lost Sufunga, the starting safety in the back end, but the young kid Jair Brown out of Penn State, who they drafted first with their first round pick, he seems to be ready to go. Um, but nonetheless, these guys seem like they're uh, they're they're on a mission, man. They understood, you know, what they understand. I should say what's at stake right now, and they understand that they need all all sparks to be following up for off uh, firing on all cylinders right now, man. It is, they just really need that, man, because they are a different team. Like you mentioned, they are a different team without Debo. They are a different team without Trent Williams. It's just, it's just blatant. I don't know if that was a contract move or what, but those guys are paid, man. So I don't, I don't see it being that though, but by any stretch of imagination. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with my 49ers, man. I, I'm never going to go against them. I'm going to go with the 49ers. Brock Purdy last year played in the same environment. It was also a Thursday night game, and he looked pretty good. He threw three touchdowns, uh, you know, against them last week. So he's familiar with the, the atmosphere. Like you guys mentioned about the previous two games, it will be all lies on them. The nation's going to be watching them. Brock Purdy has been in this situation. Uh, Gino in or out, I, you know, it's obviously going to be a different, you know, as far as a different score. But um, I'm going to take the 49ers in winning minutes. I'm not going to give a score because any given Sunday, and in this case, going to be given Thursday. But I'll go with the I'll go with the 49ers here. All right, uh, let's jump over to the uh, let's jump over to your your team here. E, I'll save this for last. I'll start with you on this one, Jay. Um, is uh, we got the Saints and the Falcons, the Saints and both Saints and Falcons are coming off of bye weeks. Um, so, you know, both of them had, you know, two weeks to prepare for one another. Division rival, um, it's in Atlanta. It's being played in Atlanta, Jay. I don't know if that's going to change your, your mind or deter, I should say, deter <laughs> your pick either way. But nonetheless, these are two teams are fighting 
for that, uh, you know, fighting for the uh, the uh, NFC South. Right now, Jay, the NFC South is about as tight as a division can be. Um, you got the Saints at five and five. You have the Atlanta Falcons at uh, four and six. Uh, you have um, you have the Buccaneers at four and six as well. We'll stop there because Carolina is nowhere near in the mix. But nonetheless, uh, what say you about this game, Jay? Yeah, man, I have not seen a lot of Saints football this year, but. I have seen a lot of Falcons football, and and the one thing I'll say about the Falcons is they are in every single game right down to the last couple of minutes. Like, they're four and six. They could easily be seven and three because they've lost some heartbreakers this year, man. Um, So I expect it to just be another really close game coming down to the fourth quarter. I think I'm going to give the edge to the Falcons because they're at home, and I think it would be a great chance to kind of even things up with the Saints if they get this win. So I'm going to take the Falcons in a close one. All right. Uh, E, don't break your phone, man, bro. Break your phone before you got a chance to speak. (laughs) So, all right, with the – no, 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 no. Let me let me go. I'm gonna save you for last because this is your team. I'm gonna save you for last. Okay, go ahead. So, all right. So, um, yeah, I mean – Jay, I see where you're going there. Both teams, and this thing is, both teams, you have to, you have to give the edge to the Falcons. This is a little bit because both teams are coming off a of buys. The Falcons are at home. I'm throwing out that I'm throwing that out the window because the fact of the matter, not just because he's my guy, man, and he's my he's my co-host for many years now. Um, I'm going to go with the Saints. I, I think the Saints get it done because I just don't trust. I know you can say the same thing about the Saints, but I just don't trust uh, the Falcons' um, quarterback right now. They don't know how to use their weapons um, for sure, but uh, the Saints have a weapon in, in, in Taysom Hill. Um, you know, they have, you know, Alvin Kamara, uh, Aliva. I know Michael Thomas, is, I think he's on the IR right now with the uh, with the injury, but they have guys that's going to step up. I'm going to um, I'm going to say it's a close game as well, Jay. But I'm going to put I'm going to take the Saints here uh, in a win on the road um, against the uh, Atlanta Falcons, man. And I tell you one, that Atlanta Falcons uh, stadium, Mercedes Benz Stadium, I bid there personally um, last year. That is a crazy environment, but I think the Saints environment, I've never been there personally, but um, I think it's equally as good, and I think they can handle that environment. But I tell you what, Atlanta Falcons at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, <laughs> it rocks, man. It really does rock. They have entertainment. I don't, I don't know who's going to be there entertainment-wise, but they're going to be fired up. But I think the Saints weather the storm, uh, if you will, and they get it done in the close one. But, E, what say you about your Saints? Okay. You mentioned Mercedes-Benz, so mm-hmm. I'll tell you a funny story real quick. About mm-hmm. two months ago, my brother calls me. He said, hey, because we're going to New Orleans on Friday for the Bayou Classic. He said, hey, I see that the um, Saints are in town against the Falcons that Sunday. He said, when is your flight leave going back to Florida? And I was like, well, I'm home till Tuesday. We good. He said, okay, let's stay over in extra night in New Orleans and go to the Saints game on Sunday. And I was like, I don't think the Saints are home that weekend because, of course, I had already checked. He was like, Mm -hmm. ah, it says the Mercedes-Benz. And I said, hey, we're no longer the Mercedes-Benz. We're now the Caesar Salad. Atlanta is the Mercedes-Benz. So he looked. He was like, damn, because we were going to stay over. That means that. 
We're not going to say over because the Saints are obviously on the road. But that right. would have been a great weekend. So my thing with is, I was talking to my cousin last Sunday. And before the Minnesota game, well, two Sundays ago, before the Minnesota game, I said, man, it don't matter how good we are or how bad they are, Minnesota has our number. We we just can't beat them in crucial times. Some teams just have to turn to your number. I said, but on the flip side of that, that's us for Atlanta. Atlanta can be 13-0. Saints going to beat them when they go in there because we have their number. So I think we're going to go on the road and we're going to beat Atlanta, and it's not like Atlanta's balling. Hell, only you know who they put out there quarterback. It's different right. from week to week. Now, Derek Carr is a concussion protocol. Flint Boy somehow, Flint Boy is Michael Thomas, y'all. Yes. Flint Boy is somehow on IR, but he out here throwing bricks through people's window. I don't know <laughs> how that works. So, that being said, I do think, though, we're going to go into Atlanta. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think we get them because, like I said, even when we are a terrible football team, some way or another, we figure out how to beat Atlanta. So I got us on Sunday. And I wish, I so wish it was in New Orleans because if it was in New Orleans, we'd have been there. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think they put him on the. I, put, I think they put Michael uh, Thomas on the uh, the IR, but not injury reserve. I think it's they put him on the immediate um, renovation uh, uh, list there. So <laughs> whatever he. I, didn't even, I was today's years old when I found that that was a thing. I didn't know that you just said it. IR, I automatically thought it's reserve. I didn't. I didn't know about this thing you just made up. I, didn't, I, I never heard of that. Immediate renovation, man. He got to. He's got to. He's got to immediately uh, get that thing fixed. Whatever he threw the brick at, he's gonna throw bricks at cars. So he yeah. got to renovate those cars, man. So <laughs> I did just make that up, man. <laughs> so, man. All right, good stuff there. Good stuff there. All right, one more game here in the NFL that I want to preview uh, is that. Um, he is uh, stay with you on this one. Is the Bills and uh, and Eagles? We know that the Eagles right now are going through what they call what people are calling uh, the gauntlet of their um, of their uh, schedule. They had the Chiefs. Uh, now they have the Bills, and then the Forty ers after that. But um, the Bills, like we mentioned kind of earlier, the the Bills are um, they're going to be in Philly. Um, Probably game of the week, uh, if you will, depending on how you look at it. But uh, what say you about this game, E? I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but just just if you want to elaborate a little bit more on, on this game, how do you see this one playing out? For just for our listeners, man, just for our listeners again who weren't listening well, earlier. <clears throat> I do think right now the Eagles are the best team in football. The yeah. Bills are going to go as Josh Allen goes. Stephon Diggs is not happy now. If you look at A.J. Brown and the Philadelphia Eagles, I think he went about it 100% of the right way. He was like, hey, look, man, y'all not giving me the ball. Y'all not using me the way I should be used, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't do it from like a diva perspective. And Philly went in and said, "You you know what, you're absolutely right. And they've really turned it around since then. A.J. Yeah. Brown is really involved in the offense. They're getting it done. On the flip side of that, you're going to Buffalo. <laughs> Stephon Diggs is not happy with Josh Allen. So he called his brother, who's currently out in Dallas, and go, hey, man, look, I don't want to look <laughs> bad, so I can't tweet or post this. But, hey, you ain't playing no way. Go ahead and put this out there. 
And what you do, <laughs> Trayvon did with this. Hey, man, my brother's not happy in Buffalo. Josh Allen is awful. Well, he didn't call him Josh Allen. He just said right. the jersey number. What number the jersey? Josh Allen, 14, I think seven, it is? Seven, uh, 17. Okay, yeah. 17 ain't the guy. My brother's not happy. We need to do this, this, and this. And then, like a disclaimer, this is coming from me, not from my brother. Hey, man, look, me and my brother are tight as, as can be. Ain't no mm-hmm. way. He, I'm gonna do something like that without him knowing, or he gonna do something like that without me knowing. So I'm not buying. This is not coming from my brother. No, dog. This was a collab. Not saying that you're wrong, but I'm just saying it's the complete opposite of what AJ Brown did. CD Lamb did a similar thing in Dallas. Hey man, look, yeah. y'all not using me. I'm not being a diva. I just want to be more involved. Jack, yeah. turned, Jack did that and turned it around. A.J. Brown and, and, and um, Jalen Hurts, same thing. Whereas Stephon is like, hey, man, look, 17 is awful. Y'all need to get me up out of here. And I think they're going about it the completely wrong way. So, yeah, I think Philly is going to, you know, beat them just because they seem like a dysfunctional franchise in Buffalo mm-hmm. right now. Remember, we had this conversation earlier, K.Y., after week yeah. five. Who's good, who's not? Buffalo yeah. was on our week, on our, yeah. on our goodness after week five. Yeah. I think we revisited the conversation around week eight. Yeah. They were no longer on our list. <laughs> so that's what we yeah. are. Yeah, and we also put them in the category of insurance fraud as well. So, yes, yeah, so, so good stuff. Yeah, we did, definitely did. But, uh, Jay, what, what say you about the uh, the Bills and, and Eagles game this Sunday? Yeah, man, like, I agree. Like, Buffalo just feels really dysfunctional right now. Like, if they had everything together, like, if if they were, like, hitting on all cylinders or, or whatever you want to call it, I think mm-hmm. they'd have a chance to, to maybe beat Philly. I, I really do, yeah. like, if they could play their best football. But the problem is, like, you just can't trust them at all. No. Like, you no. don't know what kind of drama they're going to be having on the sideline. You don't know if Josh Allen's going to play lights out or if he's going to throw four interceptions. Like, you just don't know. So, because of that, man, I think you got to go with Philly just because Philly is the picture of consistency. They're not going to beat themselves. They're going to play good defense. Jalen Hurts is going to make some plays. When it's fourth and one, they're definitely getting the first down. Like, you just know what you're getting out of Philly, and you have no idea what Buffalo is going to do. So, I got to take the Eagles in this one. Yeah, I agree, guys. I, I agree. As much as it pains me to do it, but, you know, we got to stay professional. We got to stay real. As much as I know that I, I'm i not an Eagles fan by any stretch of the imagination, I'm not going to speak on <laughs> how Ian and Jay feels. I have an idea of how they feel, but I'm not going to speak on that. If they want to they tell how I feel, they can do that. It's up to them. But um, nonetheless, yeah, I agree. I think the Eagles have played the most consistent football, you know, outside of, well, I can't even say the Lions. I was going to say the Lions, but that that loss against the Ravens against the Lions made me make me think a little bit uh, differently. But it's going to play out. We're going to see. But I'm I am going to go with the Eagles as well. They're at home. It's a it's a nationally televised game, so we're we're going to see. You know, we're going to see everything, man. I just you know I, I wonder if, if if there's ever going to be a uh, an over or under for the tush push. Or I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. The brotherly shove. Uh, if you will. All right, good stuff there, guys. Um, all right, I want to switch gears, and I want to talk college football. It's that college football time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time where we got the rivalry week right now. 
college football playoffs right now, there's been a, not a shakeup, but it's been a difference here. E. Whereas, um, first, I want to talk to um, talk Ohio State and Michigan. Actually, you know, do I want to talk? Yeah. Actually, E. Let's give our thoughts and opinions first. Before we do that, let's give our your top four of the college um, uh, college football playoffs. It came out last night that Georgia's number one. Um, yeah, Georgia's number one. I, yeah, I'm trying to think them two and three. Ohio State's number two. Michigan's number three, and Washington has slid into the number four spot. Um, based, I mean, a lot of people are saying, a lot of people expected that because of the fact of the matter is that Travis, the QB from uh, Florida State, went down with that devastating leg injury, ankle injury, uh, so horrific. Um, I only watched it a little bit, and I, I, I couldn't stomach it anymore. But um, do you think the top four are warranted? Do you have that you're a different top four? What is your top, your college uh, top four college football playoffs? So I have I have Georgia at one, I have mm-hmm. Ohio State at two, I still mm-hmm. have Florida State at three, and I have Michigan at four. Only wow. because here's my thing, I don't think you should penalize Florida State because their quarterback went down. Now there's two sides of the coin where you say, hey, we want the top four teams in the country, and and I get that. But again, Chip and I, you know, I was talking to Chip, our good buddy Chip, earlier today, Mm -hmm. and I said, look, if Drew Bledsoe never gets hurt, we don't know about Tom Brady. Not saying Tom Brady wouldn't have went off and be great, but I'm just saying we never would have known. So whoever the backup is at Florida State right now, we don't know who this kid is. Now, if he comes out there and sinks it up against Louisville or sinks it up against Florida, then drop Florida State. But I don't think you should drop them just because their quarterback went down when we hadn't seen the other dude. And, again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. Right now, five and six, mainly five, is really the most important position in the CFP. Only because Florida, I mean, sorry, Ohio State and Michigan still have to play each other. One of them is going to lose. There's no way around that. So you're going to have either a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss Michigan. And so then now the committee has a real decision. I just think it's unfair to the kids that are currently on Florida State's roster to drop them because their quarterback went down when you haven't seen the backup. Now, granted, Florida State still has to play Louisville. They still have to play um, Florida. There's yeah. plenty of time to drop them. So, yeah. yeah. And we do know there's either going to be a one-loss Michigan or a one-loss Ohio State. But right, right now, I say Georgia is the best team in the country. Ohio mm-hmm. State is a very close second. Michigan hasn't really played anybody, but you can only play the people they put in front of you. So I can't hold that against them. And, again, Florida State is still undefeated. Now, Washington right. – I'm not discounting Washington at five, but well, I have them at five. But still, I just don't want to penalize Florida State for something that was out of their control. All right, so great point. I'm going to stay with you on this one, uh, E, and then I'll come to you, Jay. Now, Tate uh, Rod Mike, Rodmaker is the uh, the backup quarterback who will be starting Saturday against Florida, who's also starting their backup quarterback, by the way. But uh, th- that's no relevance here. I just had to throw that out there because I'm a Gator fan. But uh, with that being said, E, so should the committee 
look at these teams right now, one, should they evaluate them based off of their resume or based off of their uh, based off of the eye test? What say you about that? I, I think a combination of both. Resume is very important, but if we go strictly on resume, there's no way Michigan is in the top four. But, again, I don't hold that against Michigan because you can only play people they put in front of you. But if we mm-hmm. go strictly resume, you got to put Washington above Michigan because Michigan ain't playing nobody. But, they mm-hmm. again, they won all the games you put in front of them. Now, the eye test, okay, you're saying, okay, Florida State, we're dropping them because based on the eye test, they've lost their superstar quarterback. And I get yeah. that. But, again, we all thought Drew Blackthorn was good. We didn't know anything about Thomas Aloysius Brady from Michigan. And he goes there seven Super Bowls later, arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. And, I mean, this comes from both Tom Brady haters and Tom Brady fans. Even people mm-hmm. who hate Tom Brady say, oh, the boy good. He good. So, well, like I said, we don't know. This guy you just said is coming in. For Florida State, I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady and he's going to be a superstar. I'm just saying there are a lot of other kids on that roster, and I don't think they deserve to be punished because their quarterback goes down. Because, look, they beat everybody you put in front of them, and they have two games left. Again, if they drop one or two of these games, then you judge them on that. But, again, right now, I judge them on their resume. What have they already accomplished? Yeah, but if you look at their resume, their resume is meaning Florida State. I'm talking about Florida State, ladies and gentlemen. Their their resume, to me, isn't that impressive. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, if you look at their their the teams that they've played, obviously they're they're in the ACC. So if we go back here, I'm just just looking at their, um, you know, they beat they they did beat. Um, they beat LSU in the beginning of the season. They beat yep. them by by one. They beat them. They beat. Uh, they did beat Louisville. Uh, Louisville. Now they they beat Boston College, Wake Forest, NC State. Um, they lost to no, no, they didn't have to stay and lose to Clemson. So what am I? My, oh, that's just last year. Okay, so so with that being said, yeah, their their schedule isn't that. Um, I mean, their, I'm sorry, their resume isn't that great. E. Um, to be honest with you, and, and then you know they play Southern Miss, Boston College, um, they beat Clemson. I know they beat Clemson, Virginia Tech. I'm just looking at the wins right now, ladies and gentlemen. Syracuse, Duke, uh, Wake Forest, Pitt, Miami, uh, North Alabama, and then they got Florida and with their backup, and they got Louisville, who's uh, right now Louisville's number nine. They're, then they're going to play in the ACC championship. And then you look at their eye test as well. You're not, you, you know, you you don't know who that guy is, Tate. Uh, you know, Tate um, Rodemaker. You don't know who this guy is. You don't know this guy. So the eye test tells you you don't have that 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 big time um, quarterback. So you can't put them. You can't say that. I honestly believe that Tate uh, Rodemaker can stomp with those big dogs. You know what I mean? I don't believe that he can. And even if it's not. The, the 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 three that's ahead of them uh, that you put them in your top four, but the, just look look at the teams behind them. The, you know, Penix, uh, Knicks, 
Um, and the young kid from, uh, you know, from, uh, from Alabama, his name escapes me as well. Cause you gotta throw, you gotta throw him in the mix as well, because Alabama is playing some really good, uh, football right now. They're playing great football at the right time. So I don't know if you could put Florida State in there. I know they, they play great up there and you don't want to punish them, but honestly, you can't put them. You don't. You, I don't think you're going to put any money. If I'm mistaken, if, if, if I'm honest, if you're honest with yourself, I don't think you're going to put Florida State up against any of those guys with Todd, with with Todd, Pete, uh, Rodemick. I don't think you're going to do that. I, I don't think you're going to do that. So with that being said, I don't think they're warranted to be the top four. But uh, Jay, what what say you? Uh, uh, about your top four, and then ultimately, you know, you can elaborate on that. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah, my top four, K-Walk, is the same as the committee has it. And mm-hmm. I, I agree with E's point. Like, I don't think yeah. you should necessarily punish Florida State just because their quarterback got hurt. But I moved them out of my top four based off of I, – I don't think their resume is great either. I think that win against LSU early – Looked great early, but LSU is now a three-loss football team. The Clemson win normally in a, in, a, in a year would be really impressive. Clemson's a four-loss football team, so not as impressive. I think their strength of schedule is somewhere in the mid-60s, whereas Washington is in, like, the 30s. So I think Washington has played a tougher schedule. The Pac-12 has a really good conference this year. So, yeah. And then even just when I watch both teams play – to me, Washington looks like the better football team. So that's why I would put Washington in front of them. Now, but to East point, like if, you, if we were to have a conversation about Florida State and Michigan, I think that might be more of a comparable thing because Michigan's strength of schedule is not great. To their right. credit, they've blown everyone out that they've played, you know, outside of Penn State and Maryland. So they have looked dominant. Uh, so maybe the conversation needs to be had between Florida State and Michigan, but to me, Washington, just based off of what they've done, they have to be in the top four. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree with everything you guys said. I just, I'm not buying Florida State. I didn't buy, buy Florida State even when Travis was healthy. I wasn't buying it because of the resume and because of what was in front of them if they were to, to win out and, and, and go on undefeated into the playoffs. I guess you had to put you had to put them there, but I don't think they can. I don't. I don't think they can stop with those dudes, man. But I yeah. think if you put, but in my opinion, I think Washington is better. I really think Oregon is better, and I think Alabama is better than FSU. Um, Me too. For sure. I, I even think Texas is better than FSU. If you want to, yeah. if you want to go a little further into it, um, I, I just think so. But I get it. Where you know you don't you don't punish those guys, but at the same time. Dude, does I mean? When you look at it, do the does the committee look at the resume, the eye test? And I think if you look at either one, Florida State is not in the top four, definitely not top four, maybe or arguably maybe not in the top seven or eight, in my opinion, yeah. at this point. At this yeah. point, yeah. And, and can you walk? It might Go not matter, man. I got Florida beating them on Saturday anyway, so exactly. it might take care of itself. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I will agree with everything that you know you guys just said, but my main reason for keeping Florida State in there, everything that you said has been true all season. The mm-hmm. only thing that has changed is that Florida State lost their quarterback, and I just I don't want to punish them. No, I get it because of that. 
because of the rest of the kids that are on that roster. So yeah. I guess I'm being a little sentimental here. I guess you. It's not like yeah, I'm Rob Florida State. I'm not a Florida State right. fan. But right. I'm just saying, you got a kid, a roster full of kids that this happened that's out of their control. Because, like, I do think, like you said, there are teams with better records. I'm not better records as far as I'm defeated. But there are teams with better resumes than Florida State. But, again, that's also been the case this entire season. The yeah. only thing that has changed, the only variable, is Florida State lost their quarterback. And, again, yeah. I just didn't want to punish the kids because of that. But like Jay said, no. did, um, Penn State, not Penn State, Ohio State and Michigan is going to be a one-loss team there. And then, again, you got Florida versus Florida State this weekend. If Florida beats Florida State, then all of this is null and void. It all yeah. goes away. There's no there's no contest there. But then you then you have a one loss Florida State, I think mm-hmm. a one loss Texas, and then you're gonna have either a one loss Michigan or a one loss yeah. Ohio State. Right. If Michigan is a one loss, they're done. Because I agree. Although the committee I, I can't the argue committee that. might not the committee might not admit to it, but yeah. that Harbaugh stuff yeah. All the stuff that's going on. A one-loss Michigan dropped damn near out of the top of I mean, they dropped down real low only because of all the off-field stuff that's going on, you know, over there. Now, a one-loss Ohio State, you can still make an argument for. But then you got a one-loss Bama and a one-loss Texas. If Florida State loses to Florida, no mm. matter in, in Ohio State beats Michigan, the committee got a real job on their hand come next yeah. year. Yeah. Woo. Hey, you know what? Hey, that's a new topic. Hey, Jay, with that being said, Michigan loses to Ohio State. Do do, do they get an opportunity? Do, do, what do you say about that? No, they I think done? they're done. I, I think yeah. if Michigan loses, they're absolutely yeah. done. Their, yeah. their schedule just wouldn't warrant it, and you lose yeah. at home to Ohio State. Yeah. I, I At that point, I think you could make the argument for other one-loss teams ahead of them. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I agree. Uh, you know, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I I, I had picked Michigan to win this game. But I'm I'm changing my pick. I'm going I'm, I'm going for Ohio State, man. I'm going for Ohio State because I don't think I, I you know we talked about you know the resume. They don't have the they don't have the head coach. You know maybe but I, I know the one you know the the backup head coach there or the interim head coach the backup head coach. I don't think that's the thing. Interim head coach. Um, it can get it done. But I did pick Michigan. But you know I'm I'm going to go Ohio State here, man. I'm I'm going to change my pick. I'm on record changing my pick, ladies and gentlemen. I'm pulling the Jason Collins move, and I'm and I'm, and I'm pulling my. Uh, I'm, pulling, I'm changing my pick in this flight. In this flight here. All right, good stuff. All right, we're at that point. We're at 8:30, ladies and gentlemen. So that means it's time for uh, E. Scott's entertainment segment. And then, if you don't know, you um, if you don't know, stay on your toes. If you know, you already know. Uh, e. Scott, uh, you know, take it away. Go ahead, brother. I know you want to have that intro, that introduction, if you will. It's brought oh, to you yeah. by. Um, yeah. This is the gentleman, East Scott's Entertainment Section. The Entertainment Segment is brought to you by. Vintage Labs. Vintage Labs, bringing the best patient out, outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. To schedule a consultation with a pharmacist, please visit Vintage Labs Collection at Vintage Labs Collection. Dot com. Again, ladies and gentlemen, stay on your toes. If you already know, you know it's about E. Scott's Entertainment Sake. Uh. <laughs> 
How you do that death? How you do that death? New Orleans, Baton Rouge. How you do that death? Let me get a big Charles. How you do that death? Shreveport, Mississippi. How you do that death? Alabama, Atlanta. How you do that death? Florida, Arkansas. How you do that death? Say who that? They want to do that. Run Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, well, I'm going to need you to keep score for me tonight because I'm not in the position okay. to keep score. But I do right. got well, We got heads up between you and Jason. Jay, right. uh, unfortunately tonight, it is, you know, television. And I know you're not as versed in TV as K-Walk. So, you know, had, had, had I known you were coming on tonight, I would have wrote something educational. So, you know, <laughs> can, I get a couple, can I get a couple of bonus points to, to start this thing off? You get, you get, you get some hints, man. You get some hints. It, it, some hints it's, like, it's like handicapping, k uh, Jay, Jay playing with a handicap like in golf. So, you know, he, he, he got he give him a three-stroke, you know, middle. Well, we got 15 on the board. And, um, Jay. Watch I lose. Like, Watch I lose tonight. It, it is like 90 sitcoms. So, you know, we're okay. all around the same age. Oh, Jay age. knows know this. No, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you three characters, and you give me the name of the sitcom. I okay. say three okay. days doubles as always. I think some of them are pretty easy. Some of them are difficult. But I'm going to give you the characters, and we'll take it from there. Uh, Jay, I'm actually going to start with you, since K-Walk okay. got beat by Special K last week. So <laughs> okay. We got uh, 1 through 15. Go ahead. All right. I'm going to steal K-Walk's number. Give me number one. <laughs> Number one, we got Radar, Hawkeye, and Trapper. Uh, Trapper Jones. He knows this. I know this. It's, it's, it's coming good. back to me. Hold on. Radar, Hawkeye, uh, Trapper Jones. I know, you know, I know you know this, Jay. I should know it, K-Wall, but it's no, oh. no, 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 no. I know it. I know it. It's uh, it's that that like military show, right? It's it's Mash. Give me Mash. Final answer. Okay. That that is correct. Okay, well, yeah, I'm on the board. Mash wow, is the correct man. answer. Yeah, he stole my he stole my number, and I knew that answer right off the bat. I used to watch that with my father all the time. Okay. All right, give me since that being said. With with that being said, give me number eight. Oh, number, number eight. Blanche, Sophia, and Rose. All right, that's the Golden Girls. Final answer. <laughs> that is that is correct. Right? So Pierre Rose, other girls. Right, we, we even now. Yeah. We even now. All right, give me number four. Number four. Gretchen, Eugene, and Katie. This is one of our more difficult ones. Oh, Gretchen, Eugene, and Katie. Ah, uh, I don't know this one. I don't know. Final answer. Uh, K-Walk, you know this one? Yeah, no, I don't know it. Gretchen, I don't know. Um, Sabrina the Teenage Wolf, I don't I mean, Teenage uh, uh, Vampire, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the Teenage Witch, but yeah, I know what you Wait, meant. Oh, Witch, no, okay. That, that, that one was actually Benson. Remember Benson? Oh, I used to watch that. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't know that, the names, that apparently. That was more difficult. No problem. Okay. K-Walk, where are you? No, Jay, it's on Jay. It's on Jay, right? No, that was no, 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 that was me. That was me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, give me number. Where am I at? Number number seven. Give me my quarterback. Number seven. Number seven. Deborah, Robert, and Marie. Oh, that's easy. That's um. Uh, everybody. Uh, everybody loves Raymond. Final answer. That is true. 
That is correct. Everybody loves Raymond. That's the correct answer. Jay, where are you? Uh, give me number six. Number six. Doug, Arthur, and Carrie. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's my show. King of Queens, uh, final answer. All right. Okay, Jay. Okay, Jay. <laughs> I see you, Jay. That is correct. Right? That's the correct answer. Okay, well, where are you? All right. Give me number 15, one five. Number 15, Danny, Jesse, and Joey. That is Full House, final answer. That is correct. Full House is the correct answer. Jay, where are you? We still got all three daily doubles out there. Yeah. All right, give me number two. Number two, Rollo, Bubba, and Grady. Oh, my God. I'm giving the Uh, Stanford and Son, final answer. That is correct. Stanford and Son is the correct answer. K-Rock, where are you? All right, give me number three. Number three, Daily Double. Mm. How many do you have currently? I have 15. Jay, we both have 15 at this time. Okay. How many you have, Jay? Um, I'm going to do 10. I'm going to do 10 here. 10 points. Ron, Kim, and Lena. Oh, man, that's a different world. Final answer. That is the correct answer. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I knew I was going to double up. <laughs> Jay, where are you? Get your daily doubles out there. All right, give me number five. Uh, number five, Mallory, Alex, and Steven. Oh, you don't know this one, Jay. Wait, what, Mallory and say, – say it one more time. Mallory, right. Alex, and Steven. Um – Mallory, man, that's ringing a bell. Is it? It's what's that show? I I I don't think I have the right show, but I'm thinking of that show that Kim Fields was on as well. But I can't think of the name. I I don't know. Okay. I gotta say before I don't you, know. Before you okay. answer, okay. Kim Fields was not Kim Fields was not in this show. Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. Okay. Okay. And K Walk knows this. So I'm, yeah. I'm in trouble here. Uh, I don't know it, E. I don't know. Final answer. Okay. Say what? All right, I'm being cocky, but is it family ties? Family answer? Final answer? That is correct. Family ties. And <coughs> Alex B. Keaton, your boy before yeah, he joined the destroyer at 98 miles an hour. That and I watched that show, man. I should have known that. <laughs> Say what? Where are you? All right. Give me number 13. That's going to Number 13. Daily Double. Man. All right. Since I'm ahead by 15, I'm going to do 15. I'm going to do 15. Okay. <laughs> now, when I wrote this one, I was actually watching TV at the time. And that's why I put this uh, on. Them. This is probably uh, the easiest one that's ever. Uh, so, yeah, you were 15. Here, I'll get your clue. Jerry... Elaine and Jules. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's sorry, Phil. Uh, that is correct. I was actually watching Seinfeld at the time that I wrote this. I was like, I'm gonna make this a real. This is probably the easiest daily double I ever gave. Man. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, Jay, you seem to catch up though. There's still a daily double out there, Indeed, and we yeah. still got a couple more clues. 
All right, give me number nine. Number nine, number nine. Ooh, Daily Dollar. I'm just kidding. What's that? What'd you say, I'm I'm risking it all. I'll risk all 15. Okay, here we go. This one is not that difficult. It it is very doable. Regina, LaVita, and Stanley. Ooh. Regina, LaVita, and Stanley. Oh. Oh, that's a um, show. Stanley. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Regina. I know. The Levita isn't isn't ringing the bell for me, but Regina me and Stanley feels. Uh, I don't know. Shoot, I don't know, man. I gotta say, I don't know. I don't answer. Uh, <laughs> okay, K Walk for no points. Tell him what it is. Was it the Steve Harvey show? That is correct. Steve Harvey show. Oh, is man. LaVita, LaVita Alizé Jenkins. That, yeah, I used to, yeah, man. I, I, oh, I should have known that. I, I, that was my girl on that show, man. Let me see. I, I show 10, 11, 12, and 14. I have that as well, brother. I'll go with 14. Okay, all the day doubles are gone. Number 14, Nell, Katie, and Julie. Uh, give me a break. Final answer. That is the correct answer. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, uh, give me number 10. Number 10. Ricky, Joel, and Alfonso. Oh, Ricky, Jack. Joel, and uh, Alfonso. What, what show was Alfonso on? Um, I'll give you a hint, Jade. Silver oh, there you go. Final answer. Silver Spoons is the correct answer. That is correct. I was going to say, I was going to, say, I was, I was going to give you a hint, different stroke, because it was kind of like right after that show. Yeah. 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 All right. Give me so number 11. 11. Number 11. Tony, Angela, and Mona. Uh, who's the boss? Final answer. Right. Yeah. That is the correct answer. Last two, Jake, over you. Number 12. Cliff, Norm, and Carla. Oh. Cheers. Final answer. That is correct. Say what? What's the final challenge? I uh, a lot to a little. Cue the music. Cue the music. Medals round my neck because I won. I won. Now my mama threatened because I won. I won. Yeah, let's just dive into a couple of things here. I know guys are, are, are you know, pressed to get on to their Thanksgiving Day uh, uh, um, um, plans. I just want to um, ask you, E, here, and uh, the, the whole situation with Angel Reese here, man. Angel Reese here is, uh, you know, has been absent from the LSU uh, Lady Tigers. Um, you know, uh, Coach uh, hasn't really gave, given too much information as far as where her whereabouts are, why she's not with the team. She's coming out and saying that she is a part of the team, but we haven't seen her after that, you know, during that, um, since that second half of, I think it was two, three games ago. But what say you this uh, with this, E? I don't know if you're hearing any, anything differently. I'm not hearing anything as far as, why she's, um, you know, not a part of the team, why she hasn't been on the floor. 
Um, but what say you? Will we see Angel Reese this season? Um, just give me your thoughts and opinions on the whole Angel Reese situation. No, I did hear something. Well, not here. I was actually reading because, you know, like I said, um, I, I try to stay up on current events and I follow her. Absolutely. What I'm, what I'm reading, K-Wall, is that she's academically ineligible. Her GPA oh, wow. is slipped below a 2.0. Now, again, this ain't oh. come from Chef Dale Woj. So, you know, right. if you don't come from Chef Dale Woj, I, I question it. But it did come from a credible source. I just don't remember who the dude was that wrote it. Because evidently, one of the players' mom and Angel Reese's mom got into it. Um, uh, oh, wow. On social media, you know, joined <laughs> against each other. And the other player, I can't remember who she was, but she said she's the one that leaked it and said, hey, your daughter's not playing because she's academically ineligible. And I wow. can kind of see that only because, you know, Angel Reese has been doing a lot of other things, you know, and it's sad with the way – the current pay and stuff is structured. She can make more in college with NIL than a lot of um, people can make, you know, in the WNBA. Only because the way stuff is structured. So yeah, that, yeah. that's what I, that's the thing that I heard. Okay, yeah, you know that's kind of something. I mean, Jay, I'm sorry, I apologize, Jay, that you kind of touched on last night uh, in, uh, on the uh, sideline speaks um, and. So what are you hearing more? Are you hearing anything more about that, or are you going with that? What's you about the injury situation? Yeah, I heard that as well. See, my only question about that, and I don't know how LSU like does their semesters or if they do mm-hmm. quarters or, or what they do, Right. but why would she be able to play like the first two games and then now all of a sudden she's ineligible? So to me, that the timing of it doesn't seem to work yeah. unless like grades the semester just ended or something like that. So right. that, and then and then Angel Reese also has been posting a little bit on social media. She posted like, "Don't believe everything you hear." And then she hit him with like yesterday. She posted Dion when he was like, "What about me would make you think that I care about your opinion of me?" So she posted that on her Instagram yesterday. Wow. So. I don't know what's going on. I I have a feeling she'll be back at some point, but obviously, man, there's a lot of drama around that basketball team right now. But I'll tell you what, I've watched them play a couple times this year, and they are fun to watch, man. So hopefully she gets back soon. Yeah, for sure. Hey, did you want to add on anything on that? I thought you were. No, no, no. no. That was it. That was all I saw. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, it, it's funny you say that, because I heard the same thing, you know, kind of had one, one thing that I read or I saw that, and then they said that she had like a 1.5 or something like that. But I don't think the, the semesters are over. I know that, you know, after, you know, up until one point, you know, you, you know, if you're, if you're a grade point average up to, a, you know, the, the first semester, you know, you're eligible but I don't think their their semester is over with. It could be. It very well could be, and that's the reason why, you know, she's not, um, you know, eligible to be on there. But, you know, I don't understand. Like, you know, I know she has a lot going on, but I don't know. You know, I, you know we've seen a lot of players in our past, Jay and, and E, E and J, I, that, you know, you question yourself, how did they get a degree? How did they get this and that? You know, they were never in class, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, 
with all this going on, you would think that, okay, well, she just has to show up, but maybe they just don't do that. I, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but yeah, you got to wonder, you got to wonder what's going on there. And, you know, she's not really coming out with anything and I uh, meaning Angel Reese and, you know, she's making a lot of money, you know, off of that whole thing with, with Caitlin Clark and, they're winning the national championship and things of that nature. So we're going to see. It's going to play out, obviously, and we're going to get it all. It's all going to come out uh, at some point, and obviously we're going to dive into that uh, for sure, ladies and gentlemen. All right, quick uh, before we before we get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, is E, I want to ask you about uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady um, has come out and said that, that the league right now has a lot of mediocrity um, in, in the league, um, is it, 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 what, what is that about with Tom Brady? Is just he's just feeling himself too much, and what makes him think? Um, what makes him say, uh, you know, what he said, uh, what he said about mediocrity, and what is he seeing in the league uh, that that makes him say that? In your opinion, I'm going to give Tom Brady a little latitude here, and I'm going to say, first of all, he's not wrong. I mean, because if you look at a guy that was drafted in the sixth round and achieves the thing that he achieves, I'm going to look at things through his lens and give a little more credit than I normally would. I mean, there's only a handful of good quarterbacks right now. I mean, a great quarterback. We can name them, I think. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Okay, Joe Cool just went down, so we can't name him. The little nasty boy in Cleveland, I've never been a fan, but some people think he's good. Um, C.J. Stroud, I think he's good, but the, the resume is not long enough. Um, Trevor Lawrence, is he or is he not good? I, I don't really know. Yeah, he's, he's definitely Herbert. good, yeah. Okay, Justin Herbert, Tua. Chandler Hurts. Yeah, and then that's. I think that may be about it. I may have omitted someone or not, but I'm just saying, if you're Tom Brady sitting at home with six, um, seven Lombardi trophies, you know, six of them with one team, and then another one looking at your championship ring, if you just Tom Brady as a casual fan, I think you have every right to say, yeah, it's just mediocre no. out there now. No one is really balling the way I ball. Because keep in mind, with the exception of Randy Moss, Tom Brady never mm-hmm. played with a great wide receiver. He played right. with some good wide receivers and Grunk, but with the exception of Randy Moss, no one else is really a Hall of Fame that Tom Brady played with. So if you judge Tom Brady on being a fan, I think he has every right to say what he said. Yeah, for sure. And, and you got to ask yourself, and this is what I'm asking myself. And then Jay, I'll come to you on this one. Is it what is he is he basing it off of? You know the, the, the you know the teams, the players. The, the rules. Um, what is what is he basing off of? Because you know, at the latter part of his career, in my opinion, you know, he's got the benefit of you know some of these you know these some of these rules that protect the quarterbacks, and he won a Super Bowl in that in that um, in the era of protecting the quarterback, uh, if you will. I don't know other way to to, to label it as, um, but yeah, if you look at it, and, and and he says mediocrity. I don't know if he's Saying mediocrity is a parody. I don't. I don't. I don't understand because where how, since he left, how did it drop off so much since he left? He just left last season, ladies and gentlemen. He played last season. So how did it go from it 
of the league being mediocrity um, after he left, you know, to, to now. Like, I don't understand that and why he uses that word. I don't know if he meant parody, mediocrity, but, Jay, you kind of alluded to this. No, you didn't allude to it, but you, you mentioned this last night. Uh, again, Sideline Speaks Tuesday nights, ladies and gentlemen, at 7 p.m. <laughs> on, uh, on uh, YouTube uh, for sure. But, Jay, what say you about the, 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 uh, the comments that um, Tom Brady uh yeah, like, I, I agree. Like, I'm not saying he's wrong. Like, he's obviously played long enough to be able to assess kind of where he thinks the league is. And some of the points that he made maybe about, like, some of the rule changes, and, and he said that he didn't feel like players were be were being coached up um, and, and that the coaching maybe wasn't as good. I mean, certainly he can have an opinion on, on all of that. I, I, I disagree with the part about mediocrity, man. Like, when I watch NFL football on Sunday, it's as sure. fast and as good and as brutal as it's ever been. So, like, I don't know about that part. The athletes are just absolutely phenomenal. The only – the issue that I had with it, K-Walk, was the timing of it. Like, I just yeah. didn't want to hear that from Tom Brady right now. Like, it, maybe if he said it five years from now, I wouldn't yeah. have had any issue at all. But he literally just took his cleats yeah. off, and it just felt like he was coming for the whole league five seconds after he got done playing. So that's what turned was a turnoff for me, the timing of it, not necessarily what he said. Yeah. No, I agree with you there, Jay. And maybe because he retired so late, he has that old man mentality, so he's using that, even though he still <laughs> yeah. plays, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I agree with that, with, with everything both of you said. And, I, I, you know, you can look at it this way, but uh, look at it this way or that way. Um, yeah, I, you know, I still see mediocrity. Nah, these athletes are so much better than they were last year because, you know, you know, I mean, uh, you know, you know, back in the day, because some of these receivers uh, or some of these uh, receivers that are playing now um, have the D linemen or D defensive ends or tight ends or what have you. If you look back in the day, I remember Javon Curse, you know, coming off of the line for the Titans and he played with the University of Florida. You know, right now, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown looks like they, they could do that. Or that. You know what I mean? It's just that different athletes are, are, are they're built differently. Uh, but mediocrity, uh, Tom Brady, uh, we respect your opinion. But mediocrity, I, I think you may have missed the, the, the word or the, what you really wanted to say about the league. But mediocrity, uh, you know, yeah, that's a mediocrity, uh, a, a mediocre uh, statement there coming from you, and in my opinion, uh, uh, Tom Brady, uh, for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time that we have. Um, thank you so much for joining us. If you listen to the show, thank you so much, Jason Collins, for uh, for, for hanging out with us, man. Appreciate and, uh, you, Jason. Scott, yeah, for sure. And uh, Scott, thank you so much. I know you're in the Bayou, man, and I know you you doing it off script a little bit, if you will. But that's what you do best, brother. That's what you do best. Uh, so with that being said, man, I, I want to. Uh, um, leave you guys with this, as I always do. Um, it's Thanksgiving time, um, so I want to leave. I want to wish everyone a safe and happy Thanksgiving. E. Scott to you and your family, Jay Collins to you and your family, and everyone who's listening to you and your family for sure. I'm going to leave you with this: We must find the time to stop and thank people who make a difference in our lives. All right, for E. Scott, I am K. Walk. For Sports Talk with K-Walk and E. Scott, we'll never had it so good sports radio. God willing, we'll talk to you next week.
Just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.